Welcome to Something Different from OU Torah, where we give you something different for your learning day. One of the most creative series on OU Torah is Rabbi Dr. Gidon Rothstein's A Responsum a Day. In this innovative program, Rabbi Dr. Rothstein reviews each day a piece of responsa literature dated that day. Among the many Gedolei Torah whose tshuvas are taught in this series are Rav Moshe Feinstein, the Sride Eish, Rav Avadia Yosef, Rav Yisrachachan Inspector, the Nodibi Yehuda, and many others. In this selection, the Tzitz Eliezer discusses the permissibility of hearing aids on Shabbos. Please note that in this excerpt, the halachic issues are set up, but we don't reach the conclusion. Additionally, hearing aid technology has changed since this tshuva was written. Accordingly, please don't rely on this snippet for questions of practical halacha. That being said, please enjoy this piece of the Tzitz Eliezer on hearing aids on Shabbat. And this original tshuva, the volume 6-1, was written to the rabbi of Akko. And the question was, there's somebody in their community who's a Tamil Chacham and fears Hashem and, you know, is a good guy and is, deserves honor. And he uses a hearing aid, an electric hearing aid. In general. And the way this electric hearing aid worked, and now some of these issues will be ones that you'd have to ask yourself in today's hearing aids if they're the same problem. At the time, the way the hearing aid worked was that he would leave it in his ears, I think, and when he wanted to hear, he had a button on a, or a dial on a box that he had in his pocket. So it was sort of, the hearing aid was in the ear, but the button, but you didn't turn it on all the time. You would turn the dial when you wanted to hear, and then when you didn't want to hear, you turn it back down. I'm not sure if that's because otherwise there was feedback, but you wouldn't generally leave it on. That wasn't the way it worked at the time. And uh, the button is on the left, and then and you can also stop. The, the When you turn it off, you stop the flow of electricity from the box, from the battery, to, I think that might also be, the problem was an external battery, and you didn't want to, run it down because they, their batteries didn't have as long a life as they have now. So that was a question. Can they use it on Shabbos? So uh, in asking the question, as rabbis do when they ask questions of greater authorities, they lay out what they understand in the problem because they want to be clear that they're not a complete ignoramus. And so the person who writing to this to the Ezer thought that there was reason to say that it's allowed even on Shabbos. So first of all, he thought there's no lighting of any kind of fire. There's no had luck of have aura. There's no burning of anything. We'll get to that. And second, he says, there's no, um, another idea you might have thought was that we are generally on Shabbos not allowed to create noises or sounds. We can't use musical instruments and you can't create sounds. So that's a second option. And here you're not doing any of that because the sounds that are being created are only in the man's ear and therefore nobody else hears them. So the problem with creating sounds is that people would hear it and either it would look good because it would sound like maybe they were violating Shabbos and with this, so that you didn't like any of that. But here, any sound that's great is only in his ear and therefore those problems shouldn't be relevant. And and then he adds that the man has, the rabbi asking the question adds that the man has promised and said for Shabbos is he'll turn it on on Friday before Shabbos and then leave it on until a Shabbos and therefore there's no reason to think that he's been doing any malacha on Shabbos, any kind of violation of Shabbos by adjusting the battery or turning it on and off, he'll leave it on the whole time. So he wants to know, can he use it on Shabbos? So the Tzitzeliezer says, the truth is we could, we need to split up this question into two parts. The first part is whether the running of the, of the, of the hearing aid itself on Shabbos might be a problem, right? Working the, the, the machine on Shabbos. And if you say you can't work it on Shabbos, so let's say you're going to leave it on. It's already on. Can you carry it on Shabbos? Right? Might be a problem. Muksa. So in terms of 
turning it on and off on Shabbos and and and, um, and running it and that way I mean adjusting it or things like that on Shabbos. It says he agrees that there's no olo de kala. There's no creating of sound because it's in his ear and nobody else can hear it. But he still thinks that it's a problem and he thinks it's a problem for several reasons. First, he says it's true there's no light. That was one of the things the man said. He, there's no light and there's no burning, therefore, there's no havara, there's no burning, there's nothing. This He's not sure that's true. He thinks, and he's going to change in the later tshuva. So remember, we're in the first tshuva. We're going to get more information about this coming up, so don't, if you turn it off now, don't think you've walked away with this. It's the final word, even in this tshuva from, the, from 1960 that we're really sort of seeing. He says, it's true that there's no fire, but he thinks that since the battery runs with a material inside, right? There's, the way batteries work is there's a, 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 at the time, there was a liquid inside that was being used to create the differential of, of, you know, as I'm saying this, I realize I used to know this and I don't remember anymore. There was, a, there was a liquid inside that would create a differential of, of electric, that would lead to the potential, the transfer of ions, of electrons from one to the other, which was the flow of electricity that you wanted. So you had a liquid inside of some sort that would be allowing for that. And that's what happens when batteries run down as they run out of that or the charge runs out of that. So in non-rechargeable batteries, it just gets eaten up and it, or consumed or used up. So at this point in his, Life to the Ezra is saying, since that stuff is being used up by the process and, and it can't be used anymore, and it can't be recharged, he thinks that that would qualify as perhaps as Havara. Because maybe Havara, he's not saying maybe, he's assuming it. We're going to find out later that he's going to find out that he thinks that's not true and he's going to accept the opinion of Rishon Zalman or about that's not true. But he thinks right now that the consumption of something by an electrical process might qualify as Havara and therefore be a problem. He also says, I don't know how hot it gets inside the battery. That I think you could theoretically have established, but he's, I think he's saying that nobody really knows it, and therefore you might have to worry about Havara. So he thinks that, that turning the battery on and off is not so clearly, or running the battery itself is not so clearly allowed, not a problem of it, or the turning it on, which would then create the running of it, which would be a process of Havara, means that turning it on would be Havara. So he thinks that might be a problem, because any starting any process, even if it doesn't create light, but it leads to the consumption of something, that's mavir, and then stopping it is considered mechabet. That's what he thinks. He also thinks that you have to check that when you turn the battery on for the hearing aid, you have to be sure there are no sparks inside because, uh, as he says, he's heard about air conditioners and fans and refrigerators that even though while they're running, there's no fire, but if, as you're starting it, there's a fire, that would be a problem of creating fire, of havarab, ash, right? And that comes up, I think, in cars as well, because aside from any electricity issues, I think that in the internal combustion engine, at the moment of starting it, there is sparks. And that's a problem there, too. That's me talking, not to the other. But in any case, that would be a problem. So you have to be sure that there's not. But even if none of that is true, he says, there's two more problems. One is he thinks that turning on an electrical uh appliance on Shabbat, he thinks it's a problem of metakein mana. Now, metakein mana means that you're fixing something. This is because when you turn on the battery, when you turn on, when you turn the button, right, turn the dial, turn the button, push the button, whatever it is that turns it on, it recreates the connection between the battery and whatever it is in the hearing aid that gets it running, and that creates a closed electrical circuit that now has power to it, and that has function to it, and that leads to the appliance, in this case the hearing aid, to be usable, and 
we think that that might be a problem. We're talking about it. You're fixing it. It was broken in the sense of it wasn't broken, broken, but in the sense of it was unusable, and now you're making it usable. So there are those who hold, and the Tzitzilias are saying that he thinks that might be an issue, that it qualifies mitakein matna, that you're fixing it and you're making it now usable, and that's a problem. That could be a total problem. According to certain authorities, certain opinions, that is a biblical issue of violating Shabbos of being mitakein matna. Like what you just heard? Hear the rest of that share and much more on OUTorah.org or by using the OUTorah app for iOS and Android.